Look, I'm not here to name names, but one of my RAs freshman year broke a lot of rules. It's freshwater aquarium fish this weekend. Why do you know that? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hello, Steve. Hi, Nadia. Spring is in the air. The jacarandas mm-hmm. are blooming. I call them jacaranda. Uh-oh. Uh, you know what? I'm going to accept both versions because okay. I'm sure that my version is probably either A, pretentious, or B, I'm doing it wrong. And um, I heard from someone else. I've just heard someone else call that one other person talk about them. So I have no, you know, I, I have no authority over it either. But I know what, you know what? We both know what they are. And that's what's important. They're purple. Yes, they're purple flowers that bloom and give off a specific scent that I don't mind. Other people seem to mind. Uh, that I didn't know. See, now I'm learning. I didn't know that they smelled. I mean, they're flowers. They bloom. I guess they would smell. But yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that people didn't like the smell. What does it smell like? Uh, I feel like there are folks out there, and maybe I'm thinking of the wrong plant. Maybe it's not, but there's a, there is a native to Southern California plant that uh, can smell like semen. According to really, some. yes. Now and it's funny that I call them jacarandas. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> How dare you? Um, wow, I didn't know that. Okay, I'm gonna have to make a note because my friend Carly is really into this this particular type of tree, and I don't think she knows they smell like cum. So I'm gonna have to remember to text Carly about right. that later. Great. Not a fr- not a friend of the pod. She's not listening, so we can say whatever we want about Carly. <laughs> you know, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, what's interesting about plants is they need air and sunshine whereas other Mm -hmm. living creatures need different things like some creatures need water oh like they might live in water they might live in water water. yeah they might live in fresh water like in a glass tank inside your house and maybe you keep them as a pet that's the seg alert going off i'm gonna bring in our amazing guest who heard it for a hot second earlier you know him from shameless and he's co-host of the podcast family time please welcome peter benefaz hello 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 Hello, everyone out there thank you for being here on on podcast radio land thank you for having me my god Uh, (laughs) um can i just say one thing about those uh jacarans yeah yeah uh, yeah, um, I, I my the community college that I went to, um, they had those plants and they sure smell like sperm during yep. a certain time of the year. It's so strong. You feel like you're at a, a jizz factory. I mean, <laughs> really? it's, it's no, it's 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 almost putrid. Um, I, I would say like, you know, it's probably more it's like like almost smells like ammonia chlorine. But like that's kind of apparently mm. there is chlorine and. And see, I mean, yeah, anyway, but that's that's um, wow. Yeah, I bet I, if I smelled it, I would probably I've probably smelled it now that you said ammonia. That always immediately makes me think of cat pee like my cat. Mm. You have a cat pee on your bed one time in the rest of your life. Anything ammonia smelling is just like, oh, my God, where where's the smell coming from? Did a, ca- a cat pee? 
You're just like hardwired <laughs> to be concerned that there's cat urine somewhere. So that's probably oh, what I'm smelling and not even knowing. Could be, mm. could be. Oh, Carly responded to my text. I said, did you know Jacaranda smell like semen? She said, I didn't. No wonder I love them. So there's the conclusion on that. So they're... Carly, CEO and founder of the Jizz Factory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tours will resume once the pandemic is over. Feel free to book online at jizzfactory.net. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about something total opposite, although I I mean, I don't know what the fish are doing in the tank, but we'll see. We're going to be talking <laughs> about freshwater aquarium fish. So. What's the opposite? What's the opposite of a tree that smells like jizz? Freshwater <laughs> aquarium fish. That's what they put on the SATs. That's the opposite. So if it was opposite kiss. day and we were like, hey, everybody, welcome. It's opposite day. We're going to be talking about freshwater aquarium fish. Then the audience would know that we're going to talk about sperm trees. Yeah, exactly. Got it. There is sperm in water. Science. That's yeah. that's how fish. That's how fish uh, mate. They they. they just put the sperm out in the water, eggs out in the water, and then the, you know fertilize it, and and then there's babies. It seems like a very effective system that human humans. It's like oh, we need intimacy and our bodies on top of each other or closeness. And I'm like, fish might have figured it out as far as like propagating the planet. Right. You know? It's like like this. It's just a quick transaction. Yeah. Although it's weird, some species of fish actually nurse the children, nurse the babies, and protect the babies together. Oh, um, yeah, which is kind of cool. That is cool. That's a lot closer to mammals, and so not something that you'd expect out of fish. Uh, before we get too much into the fish, let's let's get a little bit into this. So, freshwater aquarium fish. Uh, Peter, why do you know that? Uh, so like when I was a kid and we were growing up in an apartment, I wanted, uh, pets. And so like, we couldn't have dogs, we couldn't have cats. And, and like my parents would say, oh, like hamsters and shit smell. So I started kind of getting into aquarium fish and, um, it was just so much easier and cheaper to, to have a freshwater aquarium, uh, tank. Cause the fish are much cheaper and eat more readily available. So I, that's just how I got into it. And then I kind of just, as a kid, got like obsessed with it and just researched. And this is back in the days when research, you'd have to go to a library and get a book. Mm -hmm. So like there was no Google. In the, so like um, I, yeah. And just so I just kind of developed a passion for it. And I just really learned a lot. And I was able to like successfully keep fish tanks. And by successfully, meaning like they were able to make me money. Just kidding. No, <laughs> they, uh, no, they, no I mean, just like you were able to let, you know, they, the fish thrived. Yeah. Um, and uh, I made a lot of money on those thriving fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. But no, it, it's. Uh, uh. I like the idea of picture Peter uh, breeding these fish as though he's like a pioneer farmer. It's just like, we got to get more of these fish to, to toil the land. Um, yeah. And that's and how they they're going to just put in them to work. Yeah, it, it sounds, I mean, it's starting to sound like a plantation, but it was more they wanted to be there and they had full benefits and everything. No, but um, uh, even though my jokes are really funny, uh, <laughs> the, tr the truth is I, I, that main reason I had fish was because uh, I couldn't have any other pets. But I left, right. at first, I didn't give a shit about the fish. Uh, and, and like specifically, I just wanted a pet. And then... Um, I learned that fish are actually much more affectionate 
and friendly and interactive than uh, I had been led to believe. Uh, so I got to ask this just because we know each other, IRL, yes. and uh, we both are from Middle Eastern backgrounds, yes. or according to the American Census Bureau, I guess is how you'd say it. I also couldn't get a pet as a kid. I could not get a pet to save my life. Like, uh, uh, dad, those our dads are just not going to let a furry dog run around the house. It's just like not going to happen. And so it's so dirty and yada, yada, yada. So we also, the first and only pet was fish, but it was like goldfish from the Walmart. So it was like a $10 startup. It was not a fancy freshwater fish situation it was more just like here's a bowl <laughs> and here's one of those <laughs> cardiful goldfish that you stick in the bowl for steve though steve you grew up with pets i believe no no fruit snack is my first is no fruit snacks my set kind of no okay uh, same thing dogs and cats were not gonna happen my mom uh, my dad had a dog named Whiskey, and when my mom was just about to have my brother, Whiskey ran away, um, oh. which I think is like common with dogs to kind of sense like, oh, I'm about to be second banana in a real uncool way. I'm I'm gone. Um, but oh. my mom was so heartbroken that she would never, we never got a pet because she never wanted the kids to go through like the heartbreak of losing a pet the way that she did when whiskey ran away, uh. which I think is also like, I believe to be true for the first few years, but also maybe a little bit of emotionally manipulative of like, that's a good excuse. Like nobody's going to complain that I just don't, I don't want them to handle the heartbreak. That's sure a lot better than I don't want to clean up shit. Uh, but yeah. I did get a guinea pig in high school, so that was the big. Okay, so that was the first nice. and only pet. Okay. So still nice. in the small pet, not uh, no fur baby kind of family. Yeah. No birds. None and it of did smell birds. like shit. You're right about like you know hamsters and stuff like that Ooh. smelling terrible. Anything that's just living in its own bedding that is function is to absorb Ooh. pee and be and have <laughs> and and bury poop in. Like there, you don't. Why is that in the dining room ever? <laughs> <laughs> why is that just on the floor in a house right. why are we using it as a coffee table I yeah. mean this is ridiculous <laughs> and why did we get a coffee table book about hamsters and then put it on them it just feels insulting to him uh, <laughs> so um, okay so we all agree that we all had to have smaller pets so therefore as adults do you feel like before we We'll get back to the fish in just a moment. But now, Peter, like, do you feel like uh, being able to have a dog or cat or something that is a little bit, you know, more than a fit? Like, would you rather if you had the, the time and money, would you rather go back to having fish or are you like, eh, I'd rather get a dog at this point if I could have a pet, you know? Well, luckily, after years and years of just being a, a fishmonger, I, I, my, my family was sort of able to kind of move up in the world, luckily, and got a house. And so then I did end up getting dogs and, and whatnot. So like, just based on my experience of like, if you want dogs to thrive the way you, you can have fish thrive, it's much harder. Like they're much more work. At this stage of my life, I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm ready for a dog to raise a dog like by myself and like in an apartment setting, it just, it just feels like it would stress me out because mm -hmm. I'd constantly worried about like, I don't know, like my giving this dog everything he needs and whatnot. Like, so like, I feel like fish would be easier. So I think for me individually, if I end up getting another pet right now, I'm going more towards the fish side. 
still. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yes, as a cat, as a cat mommy, I will say that like being at home for the last year, cat shockingly because the cat's very much like a dog the cat is like i love this i never want you to leave uh but it can be it's just trickier to take care of in general because suddenly you're like oh what if i can finally do a weekender and now you're like oh i gotta get somebody to watch i can't just leave the house i can't just do whatever i want i have to come back home and make sure that the cat's okay um, the, the fish won't get stressed out if you're not there for a couple of days as long as everything is secure their food temperature everything but like so that's what makes it easier yes um so let's get into uh freshwater fish in general so like let's say steve is like you know what i love fruit snack but i'm thinking about getting some fish like not where? in addition to but <laughs> <laughs> no no we love fruit snack here it's a little messy. i did get fruit uh, snack of beta fish nice to, to eat no she just talking about <laughs> like anxiety and like separation and stuff like that she was just always just you know especially when she was younger she was just constantly walking around meowing needing to be entertained nothing i did was enough just throwing toys all over doing whatever i could and she would just like sit there and be like nope not that Nope, not that either. <laughs> so I thought, well, what if I get like a beta fish? She'll probably be entertained. Like I'll make sure that it's taped shut so she can't get into it. But she didn't care about it at all. So then like, you know, two <laughs> years of having to feed this stupid fish that neither of us wanted. But, you know. That's so sad for that fish. That fish is going to listen to this podcast and be like, I thought we were cool, Steve. That fish died so long ago. I was too good right. to that fish. I changed its water all the time. I fed it. I guess that's not being too good to a fish. That's ownership. <laughs> but you know what I it's, mean. Like, I did the basics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was too good for that fish. But uh, did you get... Did you get that fish? Where did you get that fish from? Pet shop or like pet a pet store co? at a at a Petco that was literally mm. like an end cap shaped like uh, like a pyramid shaped end cap where they're just little like Tupperwares of fish in them. And you just right, wonder, right. like those poor creatures like they're just in that who feeds them. What's that's awful. Come be in a, come be in a thing with at least prettier gravel at my house. Right. It's a nice invitation. Yeah. So let's say Steve is like, I'm going to give this another go. That first beta fish, we didn't get along. He owes me money. This new guy I'm going to get at some point is going to be top notch. And we'll get into like types of fish later. But just for the basics, let's say you're like, I'm thinking of getting an aquarium. How would you maybe tell a friend or go about like, what are the basics for taking care of freshwater fish in your home? I'd say, pal, get ready. Because <laughs> your life's about to fucking change. Uh, here's the thing. It, it's, I would say, the hardest part is the setup. Okay. Setting it up is the hardest part. And I'll, I'll say what I mean. Well, okay, not setting it up. Water cycling, which is the most important part of setting up a, 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 a fish tank, whether it's salt water or, or uh, salt water or fresh water. So I'll just talk about fresh water because I feel like that's where my quote unquote expertise lies. Although I'm not an expert anymore because i honestly haven't had a fish tank in a long time things might have changed but the basics definitely haven't changed um they're still they still breathe water they still breathe water and they still refuse to sing uh <laughs> i i i here's the thing so when you're setting up a fish tank really important to ask yourself okay how big is this fish tank going to be contrary to popular belief 
the bigger the fish tank, the easier it is to take care of. The oh, smaller okay. the fish tank, the harder it is to take care of. Why? Because of water chemistry. Water chemistry is the most important thing in a fish tank. And water chemistry has to really do inherently the pH balance of the water is important. These things are important, but the most important thing is, is if the water basically like is cycled properly, cycled properly, meaning the, you, you, it's, you prepare the water in a way. So it naturally grows something called like a nitrogen cycle, like ba bacteria that basically, I don't know the name, scientific name of the bacteria, but it's a bacteria that aids in the nitro uh, nitrogen break and ammonia breakdown cycle. So mm -hmm. I stuttered my way through that, but basically what it is, is it's a bacteria that develops over a period of several weeks in a fish tank. And what this bacteria, what naturally does is it takes the ammonia of the waste of the fish and breaks it down into, uh, I believe nitrates or nitrites, whichever one of those. It's unfortunately it's more specific than that because one of those is harmful. Either nitrites is harmful or nitrates is harmful. Ni okay. Nitrates are harmful uh, as is ammonia. So what this does is it literally takes the ammonia and breaks it down into a significantly less toxic substance. Once right. your fish tank has this cycle of bacteria doing it, then basically you could really, it's safe. Then it's safe for fish. And it sort of just becomes this ongoing cycle. The fish poop, the poop from this bacteria is, cha is changed into uh, a uh, significantly less toxic substance and it keeps going. The, uh, the, though the bacteria basically are eating the fish poop and they're basically then they're excreting their waste, which is the, the nitrite. Um, so very entertaining funny and interesting stuff <laughs> <laughs> no for real though because here's the thing it's like here's here's science at work whether you have kids at home or whether you're just interested in getting fish it's like the, the, there's a whole circle of life guys right like right. The, there's there's a whole system in place here on the planet earth to how this stuff works uh and so if you're going to get fish in your home it's like you need to have was it like four to six weeks or so to definitely make sure that it kicks in, if not longer, to make sure that it's really safe for the fish to live. So it's not like you can just go day one and be like, okay, it's, you know, June 1st, I'm going to walk in a Petco, buy everything, put that fish in the tank. Plus, oh, no, you've no. got to do it this will... whole setup first. You, you, uh, I, I would argue with anyone who says that you could do it in less than four weeks. That the minimum I think is, is legitimately around four weeks. So what, mm -hmm. what you would do is basically, let's say what I was, if I was going to start a fish tank right now, what I would do is I got my fish tank and I set it up, I put in the water, everything. And then I, the, you can get these supplements that already have this live bacteria inside it. Now this supplement is not enough to create on its own to create the cycle. It just gives you a boost. It sort of activates it to start. You pour this bacteria in, you wait a couple of weeks, you're letting the, 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 the filter, everything run for a couple of weeks. Then from there, uh, what you can do is you can basically get some live gravel, which is basically gravel that already has this pre-cultured bacteria in it. You put that, then the bacteria sort of goes into the system and it, it really starts this cycle. But mm -hmm. for, for you to really be able to put fish in there, like for them to be able to safely flourish, 
minimum four weeks. Yeah. Uh, and to sort of control the nitrates in the water, you have to do these partial water changes every week as well. And then li live plants are also really effective in controlling nitrates, right? Because the plants live plants are effective. But of course, when you put live plants, then um, it, it so live plants like they plants often will change the water chemistry a little mm -hmm. bit. Sometimes they soften it. Um, and let's say if you just have a, 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 so like I said, pH for the most part is not as important. It's very important, but not as important as making sure that obviously ammonia is controlled. Like I said earlier, pH, most fish can sort of live in within the 6.8 to like seven and a half. Mm -hmm. If it starts going too low, some fish can't deal with that. And if it starts going too high, some fish can't deal with that. So what you put in your fish tank that can actually affect that pH, it will determine what type of fish you want in there and what type of okay. fish you can get in there. So like, like if you want a full planted aquarium, your substrate can't be regular substrate because that substrate, your, your plants need uh, nutrients. So you can't just use regular gravel. You'll have to use a special substrate. Ah, that special substrate okay. often will cause the pH to drop. So then what you have to do is put, put, in fish and plants that will flourish with that type of pH level. Um, but let's say for salt water, when you put coral in there, well, what happens is that makes the, that increases the um, pH. So that's why most saltwater fish can't handle low pH uh, environments. Uh, I know I'm talking most about freshwater, but sort of, I know a little bit about saltwater because again, the basics are all the same. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, because you got to start with this sort of setting everything up and then cycling that water out. Um, yeah. So when your aquarium is cycled, uh, you're sort of introducing a couple of fish who I read this, are the which, hardiest. Yeah, the hardiest fish. Some <laughs> nicknamed them suicide fish, which just feels uh, wrong and bad. But at the same time, I'm like, nah, I get it. So basically, you're introducing a couple of fish that are like, we can handle the, the hardest environment. These are hard scrabble fish who are like, we're going to deal with this to make sure that um, you can introduce ammonia fish waste food into the mix. And then that way, it's like, you know, whether the cycle um, is complete. And that usually takes a, another month to four weeks, right? So right. you got to go four weeks just setting up the aquarium, making sure it's good to go. Then you, at, right. at minimum, then another at minimum four weeks, making sure that hardy fish are like, this thing's good to go. They're the tester fish. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, in the end of the day, you've got to get fish in there to like sort of complete that cycle because then that those bacteria need poop. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't poop in the tank yourself. So, um, they you heard that, Steve? We'll see. That we'll was see. <laughs> no, Steve. He's telling you, don't, don't shit yeah, in the tank Steve, yourself. I, I didn't want to say your name, but I mean that was directly directed to you. Don't poop in the, the no. So they need the the the, the fish waste. So at some point, you got to put fish in there. You want to start with the hardiest. Honestly, if you've cycled it right, they don't have to be quote unquote like suicide fish. Uh, the, mm -hmm. You know, you put in. Let's say. You want a freshwater uh, community tank. Neon tetra fish are these tiny little sort of neon blue and red neon little fish that I'm sure a lot of people have seen. Mm -hmm. um, you put those in, they, they, they are, again, they're hardy. And so they'll start, they'll start, you know, 
putting in their waste and then the bacteria will, will further to expand and sort of like the whole thing will happen properly. Uh, right. But uh, um, if, if, though, if it's done right from the beginning, those fish shouldn't have a hard time surviving. Like, so uh, if, if they die, if they start dying right away, you know, there's a, there's a bigger problem. Yeah, yeah, which is why maybe you don't want to go for the most expensive or the rarest fish off the bat. You want to start with a, a, like a guppy, maybe. Yes, I mean that would be a huge mistake if you start off with because more expensive fish often are rarer, often are more sensitive. Um, yeah, uh, that would be a huge mistake if you do something like that. Um, yeah. you, best thing to do is you got to start off slow. I think like people like you get like kind of overzealous and you want to fill up the tank quickly. You got to do it slow. And mm -hmm. even after you put those first fish, a couple of weeks go by. If you want to add some more fish, that's fine. But you really have to do it slowly. Yeah. A couple of fish at a time. And right. every tank has a sort of fish capacity. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to calculate what your fish capacity. I believe it's one inch of fish for every gallon. Okay. So that's and kind those of... those neon tetras are two and a half at most centimeters. So... Something yeah. like that. Uh, I'd be Pretty surprised. If, I'd be surprised if you see one more than an inch, yeah. bigger than an inch. Yeah. So they're a good starter fish, uh, and definitely, they're definitely yeah. ways to speed up the nitrogen process. You can, uh, you can increase the water temp. You can keep the lighting off. You can run the filtration system. Keep the pH above seven. You can use bottled bacteria. Uh, all these things can help increase. There's other stuff that you can do, but you don't want to rush it too much you just want right. to cycle test it monitor it some some water change manage that filtration and don't overfeed the fish as as much as you might want to once your tank is completely cycled you're good to go the two biggest fish killers at that point when you don't have to worry about ammonia is overfeeding and changing the water too much uh, uh, too often and too much you do not want to change more than 30% of that water okay. because what you're doing at that point is you're going to start then fucking with that bacteria cycle. Oh, okay. So 30% of the water is the max you want to do depending on what type of fish you have. Like if you have goldfish, um, big fish once a week, I think is a good idea. Mm -hmm. But if you, you know, if it's just like your regular, let's say regular so, sort of uh, community freshwater tank, and when I say community, for those listening, community you're kind of talking about, it's a sort of, it's a non-specific set of fish that can get along together. Um, and it's usually the same type of fish, like angel fi uh, angelfish, although they can sometimes be like thin nippers, uh, tetras and like guppies and stuff like that. And though, you know, uh, the little placos, those are usually fish that all get to get, get along together and you can sort of put them in a quote unquote community, non-distinct community tank. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, making sure that you do not change more than 30% of the water at a time. Um, and you, for the most part, you probably don't need to do it more than every two weeks. Right. Was Steve, Steve, how often were you changing up that water? Was it too much? Um, no, not definitely not too much. I mean, for what that one little beta, just like. Whenever I felt like there was too much poop floating in the water, like to my own mm -hmm. discretion, if it seemed like an uncomfortable amount of like cloudiness and like 
you know, stuff floating around, I'd be like, you know what? It's probably time. Um, well, well, you just had it in like a, you didn't have a filter, right? No, it was a tiny right, little right. jar. Yeah. All the filter stuff. Um, I am having a recovered memory. I said, I didn't have any pets until my Guinea pig. I'm now remembering we did have a fish tank when I was quite young that had like a filter and that whole thing and an algae eater, which yes. was, you know, just disgusting. Um, what is but an I, algae I eater? Well, what do you think it is? I think it eats they're, algae, but like, what is? They're just it? they ju- they're just sucked on the side of the tank, and they just move around to just eat the algae off. The so tank. the 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 common algae eater like term in in in, in, in like uh, freshwater fish terms is usually referring to different species of catfish. Oh. And the, um, so what I know said earlier, like a placo, like a plectamos, plecto, I, I, the, I can't remember the exact uh, pronunciation, but it's technically a catfish and it has like a sucker type mouth. Oh, and, I see. Yeah. I got a picture that I just pulled up. Yeah, the, it's sort of like a weird crossbreed between a catfish and like a it's like cheetah print polka dotty kind of. Yeah, and there's there, there's so many different species of them, and then there's so many different types of catfish, and then there's so many different types of suckers. Where there are kinds that aren't classified as catfish, um, uh, but do that whole sort of algae sucking thing. And, yeah, this one know. was a real sucker. Oh, okay, it was a sucker for algae, I guess. Yeah, it was a real sucker um, for algae. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, the, the thing is, if you, I mean, you got if you want a real fish tank. And no disrespect to your fish tank, my brother. I'm sure it was a real <laughs> fish tank, but uh, you have. It to had have a, a background. We put, there was we had there was an unrolled like poster to make it look like the back of this fish tank was an underwater paradise. So I mean, <laughs> tread but lightly. It was unrolled and it was unrolled and unrolled and taped to the wall behind gotcha. the fish tank. So okay, yeah. okay, <laughs> okay. So like a late night backdrop. Like yeah. a city skyline, but for the fish. V- very much, very much <laughs> a fish's late night skyline. <laughs> just like a little sad. It's also weird that that tank had like a table and a coffee mug and chairs. Yeah, and what's like uh, the reason we got my uh, the fish thrived, but my parents ended up just dumping it out in a river because the desk bits were so contrived. <laughs> and they specifically w- traveled to a river to dump it up. Yes, they did. Nice. Well, at least they took it back to where it came from. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, going back for okay. So wait, where were we? Um. Uh. 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 uh okay. So you've got your tank. You're all set up. You got your fish. Maybe you have one of these algae suckers. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh. But you're ready to go. So now you're going to go fish shopping. You're going to just grab a fish from anywhere. You're going to go to a specific guy, a fish guy. You're going to like, how are you going to go about choosing fish? Because as you pointed out, depending on the pH levels, like there are some fish that are more sensitive to certain environments or some fish need an environment that is, that's got more going on or less going on. Uh, So how are you going to go looking for the perfect fish to fill that tank? Uh, right. Bef- I, I must say also that before, you know, before obviously you even start to cycle a tank, obviously you need a filter and a heater for tropical fish. You need a heater for goldfish. You don't need a heater, but for both, you have to have filter. Um, yeah. when you talk, when, you know, when it's like when you see poop and stuff floating around, like, 
uh, if you have a filter, that shouldn't be happening. Um, right. And yeah, so anyway, so you feel, let's say, so you, you've got the filter, you've got the proper lighting, you've got the proper um, um, heating equipment. Now you, you want to go to a fish. What you do is you go to a real fish store. You don't go to Petco, you don't go to PetSmart ever. You go to an actual aquarium shop because the people who work there know what they're talking about. And you go there and then if you're a beginner, instead of sort of having to worry about researching fish, you can literally just go there and say, hey, um, I have a community fish, fish tank, freshwater fish tank. Um, it's this many gallons. What kind of fish do you recommend? I'm, I want to start stocking it. And you can honestly then trust that person's. I've never been to an aquarium store, talked to someone where I felt like didn't know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. I just, nobody works at an aquarium store unless they at least have some type of affinity for fish. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, I, I don't want to say it's a weird job or anything. It's a perfectly great job. It's more just like, I, I, I can't picture anybody I know unless they really love fish being like, I'm going to voluntarily work at a fish shop. So it's it, definitely, it's, it's a niche gig. You know, so you have to know it and love it. Uh, I mean, I think it's similar to working in a music store. Like if you go to a proper music store, they're going to know their instruments versus just like, I don't know, a random where do, where can you buy a guitar randomly? Best Buy, something like that, where it's like you're right. not gonna, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. Um, kind of the same deal here. We're like, they're going to know their fish. Right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, like going to Guitar Center, like you go to the drum department the person knows about drums and like when you go to a fish store, actual fish store, the person knows. Um, and another thing, when you go to a fish store, also look around the fish store, like how are the tanks being kept? Are they, is the water cloudy or is it a bunch of fish like jammed into one tank where you feel like they don't have enough freedom to, to swim? Is, uh, is there dead, other dead fish in the tank? Those oh kind God. of things. Yeah. Yeah. Th like that will tell you how they're taking care of their fish because then when you bring a fish, because when you bring a fish from their tank and put it in your tank, whatever problems that fish in that tank have, sorry, whatever uh, problems the fish in that tank have are going to, are going to come to your tank. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big problem. So. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're taking on all the trauma that that fit, all the baggage that that fish is carrying. So if that fish was getting into fights, if that fish was just like living in a little water prison in the sort of hell, they're going to, bring that with them i assume that fish is going to bring that behavior with them yeah and they're going to spread their uh their problems to everyone else well no yeah. the main thing you're worried about is like bacteria and like yes, funguses yes. yeah yeah, yeah. So no, like, there's like actual physical problems that the fish could have that could then affect your fish especially if you're like i'm getting a fourth fish to introduce and you go to a fish shop yes. and they're clearly killing the fish and then you bring in one of these traumatized bacteria ridden fish to fuck up all of your fish it's not going to work out for you but if they're clearly taking care of the animals and they know what they're talking about it's like that oh, reduces the chance yeah, you could sure, it reduces the chance of that happening. Unfortunately, yeah. there's still a chance that can happen. That's why most like experienced fish keepers, what they'll do is they'll actually have a separate tank that they'll basically put the new fish in for like a week or two to see how they react to see if they have any problems. And if not, then they'll take that and put it into their regular real tank. Right. A quarantine um, tank. Quarantine tank. Exactly. Like acclimated to like, welcome. This is different from where you were. Yes. Do you have diseases? Do I, should I have, is there anything I need to like give you to treat any like, you know, parasites or whatever? You can do it then before you put it in the regular tank. But most people I feel like probably don't do that. 
Uh, but they should, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, I would think, especially because some of the rarer freshwater fish can get kind of costly, I would think, like, maybe with, like, I don't know, a dollar goldfish, you're maybe not going to do that. But at the same time, if you're if that's what you're going for, maybe you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Apparently, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, right. Maybe you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's like, no, 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 they don't know what they're doing. No, no, no. But, like, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it 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 makes total sense to me to quarantine in the same way that like if you brought home a new puppy or kitten, it's like you're not gonna you're gonna let them sort of get used to one area of the house first before being like, go ahead, run around, do your thing, because they're just like, what's happening? So I mean it's it's for their benefit, it's for your benefit. So you don't suddenly have to take care of a very sick fish, etc. Um especially if you're getting expensive ass fish, you'd be crazy yeah. if you don't do that. And then yeah. another thing is the cheap like the cheaper like if you get a dollar goldfish especially like often if you get a dollar goldfish, you're just getting, those are like bait that they're giving or like food that they're giving to other fish or other like reptiles and like amphibians and stuff like that. So like the chances of those things having disease is much higher. So yeah. watch out with that too. Yeah. Also fish are apparently highly susceptible to stress. Just like definitely me. it's like the one thing I can agree on with fish. I so believe like, it. Just constantly <laughs> having giants coming in and like fucking Staring with you, you and looking at you and like, Tapping you know, the, the phrase feeling like you're in a fishbowl. Like I get it. I'm sorry, fish. I've never, you know, yeah, I, th I mean, and also like when you think about like by the time you buy that fish, it's like they have had to be put in like a little bag or some sort of transport. They go in your car. They're like, what the hell is this? Right. Uh, they're in the store display tank, which means it's pretty crowded. Uh, and so like, of course, they're going to come home and be like, ah! like, I mean, I, I'm that way when I just like go through an airport, let alone. And I like I I have full faculties and capabilities to be able to like take myself through the airport and anytime i travel i'm just like ah just super stressed uh, out let alone these poor guys that don't know what the fuck's happening <laughs> i mean i get stressed out in the airport too but what's funny is what you ever seen fish at the airport yes very very calm i know i know They're it's just weird like, okay we're gonna get to our gate it's no big deal me i'm, I'm tripped out. no but yeah uh, it's because they travel in schools though it's because there's like 40 of them all nice. together just being like very good <laughs> i abstain yeah, very good. i abstain from this um, no, no, this is a really good bit. Come on, join it. <laughs> yeah, get in the bit, Steve. Get in the bit Come of on. the fish at the airport. Um, yeah, this is you know what I hate about fish at the airport is that they're always, um, oh, you're out of practice. It's always, you know, taking up, you always have to wait in line for the sink in the bathroom because they use <laughs> so much water. Right. That's very true. It's very true. The floor is always wet. Yeah, the drinking fountains are always, you know, completely emptied because they drank all the water. And they, they love don't... a Chili's to go. I'll never understand it, but the Chili's to go line is always a million miles long when there's fish at the airport. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they don't wear masks, and then they're constantly <laughs> doing that. It's really annoying. They're all that actually is that is really annoying. That is yeah. my least favorite part about fish at the airport. Is there um, anti-maskers? Uh, I wonder. If, <laughs> I wonder. Can you travel with fish? I, I actually don't know the answer to that. I actually don't know the answer to that either. I would assume that there's got to be some sort of very expensive protocol for, let's say, you were traveling with a very expensive fish. However, if you were like moving and were bringing your fish with you, uh, 
you know, they'd probably just be in the truck, right? You can uh, you can fly with fish. Live fish in water and a clear see-through container are allowed for you to board with after inspection by security. Um, but you cannot check your fish. You cannot put live. You cannot check live fish in your in your luggage. So you're telling me that I could bring like a container with a fish onto the plane as a carry on. If it, it has, yeah, security uh, has to like go through it, and I don't even, yeah. But ch- you can't check it to check your fish before you wreck your fish. You certainly <laughs> that. You know what? Let me look further. I'm on the TSA okay. site. Um, chickity check your fish before you wreck your fish. Yeah, yeah. A chicken ch- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wild to be. I guess I've just never seen somebody carry on a. Fa- I'm sure. Okay, if, if you listeners, if you uh, have seen somebody walk onto a plane with a fish, please email us at why do you know that pot at gmail.com because I just want to hear that story. Yeah, I mean, it is wild. Like, I guess we don't see it a lot because, in terms of, you know, why would you? Where are you taking the fish? If you're flying with a fish, are you going to be flying back with the fish? Maybe like are you leaving it there. Yeah. If it's a gift, just buy a fish when you get where you're going. Right. Um, yeah, and if you're moving, you've probably got other stuff that is moving by land that the fish would. Yeah. You, you know what? Put, yeah, if, exactly. Yeah. If you're traveling with fish or have traveled with fish, send us an email. Um, why do you know that pod at gmail.com? Put in the subject line fish travel tips. So, yes. So, we so know, we'll know, you know what, what it's fish about. travel tips at hyphen air. So, we know exactly what this is about. So, it can be filtered into the proper. Uh, and if it's so we don't about miss it. driving long, like cross country, if you've got one of those, make sure that it's hyphen land. Yeah. So and you know what? Mean. We're not really asking about that. So, I'd say save it. <laughs> Right. And and please don't say like how to how to you know how to have a travel a fish by sea because okay, wise guys and girls uh, and they's Yeah, we'll see you right through that and we'll block your email because we're not, you know, we're not here for that chicanery. We're not here to be mocked. Yeah. This is right. not a this is not a comedy podcast. This no, is not a comedy podcast. <laughs> There's no funny business here whatsoever. It's yeah, very serious. this is serious stuff. Um, okay, so before you add the fish to your tank, you want to turn off the tank lights. Oh, there's something I forgot to mention or, or question. So um, you've set up your tank. Like, wh- is location important? Like where you put the tank? Uh, I would definitely, you, you want to put it in, in a cool room, in a room that doesn't get too hot um, because you can control the cold because you have a heater. But then when if the room is too hot, you have an issue where you constantly have to keep unplugging your heater because the fish can overheat mm-hmm. um keep it away from a window you don't want direct sunlight on it because that's gonna that can again increase potentially the heat of the water in there and also you'll get algae on on the side of the the glass so you just put it in, in like yeah the thing about putting in a room that's generally nice and cool and um out of way of direct sunlight okay so and whatever you, you put it on oh sorry to cut you off no 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 go what on whatever you put it on has to be very sturdy because one gallon of water is about 10 pounds. So if you got a 300 gallon, if you got a, sorry, a 30 gallon tank, that's 300 gallons. I mean, that's 300 pounds. So it's like, make sure it's on something very sturdy. My math is bad. Nice. So I barely got, through I was going to say but 300 folks- gallons is that tank from that first mission impossible movie that he just like flies through or whatever. Do you remember it- what I'm talking about? Or does somebody get thrown through a fish tank, or is it that uh, bullets go through a fish tank? Something happens. Okay, I don't want to see it. I don't okay. want to see it. <laughs> it happens in. There's a very. Um, 
in the Speed Racer movie, um, a criminally underrated Speed Racer movie, there's a gang that's having like a mafia gang meeting inside of the back of a truck that is also like the mafia boss's like traveling truck office. And he has a bunch of fish tanks in there. And then he has piranha tanks and a bullet hole goes into the piranha tank. So he makes one of his henchmen put their finger in the piranha tank in order to keep it from draining out. But once that human fingers in the piranha tank, you know, what do you think the piranhas are going to do? Shirk it? Turn away? I don't think so. So that they water turns it. red. Yeah, they kissed it. Oh, Lord. Water turns red from all the lipstick rubbing off. <laughs> Bro. All right. So before you add fish to your tank, piranha or otherwise, you switch off the lights. Yep, you, you float the bag on the surface so they can sort of get used to the temperature so they're not going into a uh, hot to cold or cold to hot sitch. Um, and then you check the pH of the tank water and the water in the bag. This is all if you're doing this, like, you know, by the book, apparently. Is this yeah. does sound accurate or is this sound like this is maybe mean, too I, much? I don't think you necessarily need to... I, I mean... Well, I, I hear the thing. So, like, there's a thing called drip acclimation, where basically you, a little by a little, take water from the actual tank, put it inside the bag, and basically replace the water in the bag with the fish with the water in the tank. So then, not only is the water the fish getting assimilated to the temperature, but is also getting um, assimilated to sort of the the chemical dynamics in in your water too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's like sort of a, it's a, it's kind of a lengthy process. I think most people don't do it. I'll be honest. There's a lot of times I haven't done it and it worked out fine. Um, uh, in fact, there was, I've never had a time when I didn't do that drip acclimation and I had a fish die. Okay. Um, I guess it's, it's a good idea to test the, your own water to see where it's at, but um, I think more than anything is just kind of getting accumulated, assimilated to the accumulated, accumulated, accumulate, getting it used to, getting it yeah, used acc- to acclimated. God fucking yeah. damn it! Getting it used to the water in the fucking tank. No, getting it used <laughs> to the water, you know, chemistry that's in your tank. Right. Um, uh, like you said, that's by the book. I think if you cycled your tank properly. You really take care of your your cleanings, and you routinely test the water. You, you could be, you could have a good amount of confidence that like that your fish shouldn't go through any type of shock coming into that new system. Again, as long as you've got it used to the water in your tank, yeah. which doesn't take more than like an hour. Really, shouldn't take right. more than an hour. And it's like you just got to keep an eye on that water temp and make sure your heater's working, and you know. Check every few days, make sure that like nothing, nothing weird's happening, like super high levels of ammonia or nitrate, nitrite or oh, what yeah. have you. Uh, uh, unless you have cold water fish like goldfish, you, the temperature always has to be right. Like, um, it, it's okay if it's, a, let's say if you're supposed to be at 78, but it's 79, that's fine. But if it's at 72 or 73, that's a problem. Okay. Because they're very physically sensitive. So, like, if suddenly the water is too cold, it stresses them. If it's too hot, it stresses them. And when they once they, they get stressed, it weakens their body, and the chances of them dying is significantly higher. Gotcha. 
I mean, I highly identify with the fish in this situation. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I love a perfect 72. If it's like 95 or up, I'm like, get me the hell out of here. If it dips below uh, 60 degrees, I'm like, I hate it. It's too cold. Uh, I, I understand where the fish are coming from. Here. Uh, like, I know, want a, an ideal temp. Keeping your fish tank anywhere between 76 to 78 is ideal for a regular community freshwater fish tank. Um, uh, and I think obviously based on like, you know, what kind of fish you have in there that goes up and down, but I feel like 76 to 78 is the, is a reason is, is a good sort of like uh, range to stay in. And I would imagine you want that to be higher. If you've got tropical fish, you want it to be a little warmer or it depends on the fish. I mean, depends on the fish. Like, let's say if you have fish that are like, you know, there's a type of fish called cichlids that may come from South America and Africa, and they come from hotter regions. And both those, you know, around 80%, you can keep that fish, those, those, uh, those tanks around 80%. Um, and then there's like goldfish where it's like, you really don't want to be more than like 72, 73 for goldfish. In mm-hmm. fact, goldfish can live in like water as cold as like, 45 degrees oh wow you know even colder maybe so yeah sometimes actually people who live in who have let's say like um koi and stuff like that and live in very hot regions they actually get chillers Mm. for their for their outdoor ponds which actually cools the water um so but if you have the average fish that the normal fish that people usually want in their freshwater fish tanks are tropical fish and tropical fish can't be in cold water that's colder than like 75 degrees i think gotcha um so we okay let's back up for a second so when you were a kid and you had the fish what were your first fish what are the types of fish that you have owned personally over the years goldfish i think the first fish i've had was goldfish was probably most people like that and then i've had like all types of tetras um i had like i've had like a crazy looking fish called the uh clown knife fish i've had freshwater puffer fish i've had um i've had something called an african butterfly fish it's a freshwater fish uh that looks really unique it's just hard to describe these fish otherwise i I really would but perhaps uh listeners can sort of google them if they're interested uh what else um so then I got into cichlids, which I was talking about, cichlids, uh, African cichlids and South American cichlids. I had two tanks, one that was cichlids from South America and one that was, tank that was cichlids of uh, Africa. And uh, these are generally aggressive fish that you can only keep with sort of similar type species. Um, they're very territorial. Um, and then, um, yeah, they're kind of, they're a little bit of a bummer because they're constantly beating each other's ass. <laughs> and uh and i was a stupid kid so i had i was a stupid kid so at first i was like oh it's cool look dude. but then after a while you're like hey this is whack like they're just kind of like constantly being aggressive with each other and and uh it's not fun because who wants to see their pets like fight I it's not it. a yeah. nice feeling yeah it seems that one of the biggest mistakes that somebody can make if you're uh starting up an aquarium is thinking that all fish get along uh, much like humans and other animals, not all fish get along. There's apparently community fish and aggressive fish are kind of how they yes. seem to be split into two. And yeah, it would appear that the uh, aggressive, fi- like you, you, you want to test 
your new tank with a test fish that's like a goldfish or a guppy or something that's cheap but not all fish play well together different fish have different personalities and community fish will hang out and be chill with each other and everything's groovy and aggressive fish are beating each other's ass apparently yeah absolutely and and one thing a rule of thumb is even if a fish is not considered aggressive if another fish could easily fit in its mouth it probably at some point w will eat it so it's like be careful with that like yeah. even if because all fish even if they're i've noticed before even some fish that are herbivores i've noticed will like still eat like the babies of other fish and stuff like that so if it, if it can fit it in its mouth it'll it'll eat it so yeah i think that might be true for a lot of animals like i firmly believe if i could fit in my cat's mouth i'd be toast um <laughs> like i get it she <laughs> loves me she cuddles up with me at night sure. um we're buddies i'm her main squeeze but i also think that a lot of that is just circumstantial because who else is gonna be her buddy and if she could eat me like she'd eat you She'd eat me, yeah. Like yeah. if you were the si like if you were size of a mouse, you think she'd yes. eat you? If I was the size of a mouse, I think she'd eat me. I think if she was tiger size to me, I think it could go either way. I think she would accidentally kill me while playing and then eat me because I'm dead. I don't think she would prey on me though. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if I was mouse size to her, like if, if I honey if honey um honey I shrunk Steve happened to me. Yes, I would be a goner for sure. I just keep thinking about folks where it's like, uh, like I'm, I, I, I do, I'm a omnivore, I guess, uh, but I'm trying to get to a point where I'm like fully vegetarian. And it's still, there are plenty of times where I'm like, mm, I'm going to eat that meat. And that's how I feel like these fish would be. It's like, I shouldn't eat you, but yeah. You look good. Yeah. I'm going to eat you right now. What else am I going to do? I'm yeah. a fish. Yeah, I live in this tank. There's nowhere for me to go. I guess you, I'll eat if you. This fish had, if this tank had, you know, Paramount Plus, maybe I'd have something to do, but <laughs> I'm going to do eat algae. You want me to just pull. suck on this window? You want me to just suck on the side of the tank when you're giving me, you know, food? The thing is, Steve, you'll be surprised how many fish still engage in that type of cannibalism even though they have Paramount Plus. Wow. Yeah. Plus. Interesting. It's, you know what? Netflix. I just wonder about the platform itself. Like maybe if they have HBO Max or something, which ha seems seemingly has everything uh, versus Paramount Plus, where I go, well, it's all the Viacom stuff. Yeah. And I mean, there's only so much my super sweet 16 you can go back and revisit, right? Disagree. Uh, I, I, the thing is, <laughs> I read a study that was done in Oxford, England, that said basically mm -hmm. they saw that majority of fish their behavior does not change based on what streaming platform they're a member of. Interesting. Really? See, and okay. I, I don't believe that because you think about Disney. I Plus, didn't write it. I'm <laughs> but like Disney Plus, it has Finding Nemo and who are we find? Whoever who are we finding the second one? Dory. Finding Ellen. Finding We're finding Dory, Ellen. Right. Um, finding we're Ellen. finding Ellen Ooh, she a way to be nice to people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dory wishes she could hide in Australia. Um, <laughs> whereas Paramount Plus has a lot of Survivor, which is just nonstop watching fish get speared and grilled. So mm. I have a hard time believing a fish would have no opinion between the two. But I mean, again, Peter didn't write this. I can't. I can't. You're not the person that I need to address this with. So, you know. One so thing is, get people, on a plane to I'll Oxford find and <laughs> find the scientists who ran the study and beat them up. Folks, that's the only way to do it. Beat them up. 
Okay. Uh, and uh, just get yourself to Octo. Here's the thing, though. Most people, like, there is this, I think a study was done a long time ago saying that, like, fish have, like, a 30-second memory or something. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know exactly what the current, like, what scientific community's consensus is, but I've seen myself that that's not true. Because when I had fish, when I would come in the room, the fish would come up. They would come up and they would, because I think I feed them. But if, if my mom would come in the room, they wouldn't do that. They would hide. They would only, they would hide from everyone else that would come in the, the room, except me. You're telling me they don't, they recognize something about me. They recognize either my yeah. shape, some, something that mm -hmm. I, there is no way that it was random. They, they literally, because even when my mom was in the room with me, you would, they would literally be like, they wouldn't know because you know, there was rocks in there and plants and stuff. They wouldn't know whether to come out or to stay in. And you would literally see them coming in and out of sort of like, and they would come out when my mom left. I mean, these, these animals, they might not have intelligent or consciousness the way we do, but to say that they're stupid is, is, is stupid is there's yeah. no way they're stupid. Like yeah. no animal is stupid. Every animal has a certain level of understanding that it, that it, that it requires it for its own life cycle, you know, and these fish clearly knew some way, somehow that I feed them and I'm not a threat. Yes. And they, I would put my finger in there and they yeah. would come and peck at it. Yeah. And there's a certain level of, um, like you said, it may be, intelligence level wise or however we're going to measure that it might be lesser than comparing it to a different mammal however at the same time it's like they had to oddly develop trust right, the, right. which is like a complex human emotion a complex emotion period that uh came about over time so the fact that like they have that and they recognize you like you said they recognize your shape they 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 know something about you is not a threat that gives i don't know what the right it, word it, is some kind of emotional intelligence something uh, yeah i mean otherwise how else do you explain it yeah. i lit other people i would literally bring other people in my room just to like see the fish when i was a kid they would always do the same thing so it's it's like there is some way, somehow, some type of stimulus is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. And other than these fish, at, for the very least, understand the difference between threat and safety and understood that I was some type of either living or, or whatever physical object that they didn't fear that would yeah. also provide sustenance for them. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if, yeah, it's, it's just, it blows my mind. I, I almost can't put into words like what that would entail, whether that would be intelligence with them. It's certainly a certain level of consciousness. I think there can be no debate about that. Like, yeah, it's clearly conscious enough of its own place and conscious enough of my action to a certain extent. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had a yeah. similar experience. I mean, really been holding on to this bomb for quite some time now. If you thought having an allergy uh -oh. eater was close to the vest, um, my college roommate, my freshman year in the dorms, had piranhas. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh whoa. That's, that is pretty crazy, actually. Like a huge tank the size of a dresser of piranhas, what? which is like, you know, 
because fish were allowed, most people would bring like a fish bowl or maybe like a fancier kind of tank with a with a filter and stuff like that. We had a full like I I don't know gallons, but I know that it took up the whole like big top of a dresser. And also it was next to where I slept. Like it was at the head of my bed, um, not near his bed, uh, which I hated. But when he would walk in the room, like six piranha would just go towards where he was walking in, which was always very terrifying. Um, That's that is insane. Crazy. Yeah. It, imagine, imagine being like placed blindly with somebody and in your first email being told like, we'll just have to figure out where my piranhas go. Wow. And we had another That's, fish. We had no another smaller tank for the feeder fish. You know, the, the thing is, um, I don't know about federal law, but I do know in California, you're not allowed to have piranhas. Yeah. Because it's, wow. Because people that are flight people will introduce it into like the water systems and yeah. This is the one time where where Steve's this is the only time where Steve's privilege just shows. No, it's wow. not the only time. But but the fact that like I think you went to private school and I'm sitting here thinking about public school that I went to and going, Oh, there's no oh, way. It's there's legal to no own way piranhas they would let you in bring Michigan. in fish. I mean, yeah. not so, just not piranhas. I don't remember fish being allowed. I don't oh, remember wow. any pets being allowed. Western Michigan really? University, our RA knew all about it. Wow, 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 um, wow. At, you know what? I'm going to put him on blast. I'm not <laughs> going to say what year I was a freshman in college, and I certainly don't remember his name, but he is officially on blast for allowing, <laughs> because those piranhas were the bane of my existence because eventually they died. Everything Peter's saying about like the... how being so careful about water temperature chemicals and stuff like that. Um, it was a process moving them into the dorms. And then he took them home for Christmas break. Cause it was like three weeks and his brother, uh, decided to play SpongeBob in the piranha tank, which one who is watching the piranha tank that you're just letting a child play in it. But he put a sponge that was used for cleaning the kitchen into the piranha tank. The piranhas were, you know, oh, no. poisoned by chemicals immediately. That didn't stop my roommate from keeping a full aquarium with no fish in it for three more months uh, and a and continue to uh, have the feeder fish in the other tank for all this time. Um, well, there's but, a yeah. ghost piranha that now exists in the tank. That's true. It's not, ghost it's piranha, not, uh, yeah. it's not it regular a, piranhas. It's ghost piranhas. It's a, it's a tricky ecosystem there and it was one that he was not able to, uh, you know, uh, well, I guess... Nobody would tell you to put kitchen cleaner in a in a fish tank, but that's messed up. I hate yeah. this guy. <laughs> I hate this guy on multiple levels. Me too. That, that Me kid too. should be in that kid should be in jail, first of yeah. all. Uh <laughs> a, a horrible jail. No. Yeah. Uh you know, I, I mean, first of all, why is that kid a one like it's kind of like just common sense. Don't put the tank somewhere where an animal can get to it, a child can get to it, that it could be around poisonous substances and stuff like that. But I also think that this guy was, he was keeping the spirits of those piranhas. For sure. Yeah. And you know what's really funny is like, absolutely. I have spent the past, you know, two decades having this resentment and like, what an idiot. What a stupid, stupid idiot. My college freshman year roommate was the <laughs> dumbest person ever. Meanwhile, I've aged, I've grown, I've matured in two decades, but I can't let go. Like in my mind, he never did. In my mind, he will always be a dumb 18 year old who bought, who brought piranha piranhas. It doesn't matter where he is now. He brought piranhas. Um, 
And uh, I'm oh, and no have- fish. Sorry, fish are not allowed in the dorms. I just went to Western Michigan's. What to bring to the dorm site? Fish and other pets are not allowed. So I don't know. At some point, the rules changed, and it's Maybe. probably because of that guy bringing <laughs> piranhas to college. Ugh. St- no, uh, I mean, when you say <laughs> it like that. He was just shaking that. his head, just like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We're not no, uh, And people would come in and, like, knock on the door and be like, can we see the piranhas? And I had to, like, label myself as, like, not the piranha guy. No, you can't come in and look at them because I don't care. Like, because I don't want you associating this experience with me. I'm not the oh, piranha parents, guy. Parents, parents, for God's sakes, before your child walks out that door to go away from college, ask them, are you carrying piranha? Yeah. Are you carrying? <laughs> Let me see uh, the suitcase. Open yeah. your suitcase. Let's see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember, remember, it's OTP. Open that package. And if that package has a piranha in it, you don't want that piranha to go off with your kid. No, because a, a private agency is going to come by and take your kid to jail. <laughs> no amount of crying is going to is going to is going to stop them from taking your child to jail. Um, but if you're uh, definitely though, if you're from California, do not have piranhas, folks. Uh, yeah. You could probably get in trouble. I, I would imagine. Uh, so I have uh, what is apparently some of the rarest freshwater fish. I wrote some of these guys down. Um, and if you know them, be great. And if not, don't worry about it. But uh, I was going to ask, are any of these guys allowed? Uh, a Moapa Dace. Or a Devil's Hole Pupfish. Or a Diamond Darter. Or a Chinese Paddlefish. These all sound like names I'm just making up, apparently. <laughs> First of all, how dare, you? <laughs> how dare you make up these names, pretend they're real. No, I, so these you're naming Pokemon. Or- you're just naming Pokemon I, games. I know. I, okay, can I real talk for just one moment? When I was researching types of species for freshwater fish, I looked at some of these names and I was like, I'm going to end up saying these names and I'm, I'm going to sound racist because like it's just the name that was given to the animal a hundred years ago or whatever. And I'm like, we got to update the name guys. Like I don't, I don't feel super comfortable saying like, Hey, check it out. It's a Siamese fighting fish. Like, no, that should not be the name of the fish anymore. I don't know. Am I wrong here? Maybe not, but I'm like, "Mm, there's gotta be, we gotta go to like the Latin version, right? (laughs) Uh, it's a beta. It's called a beta fish. Like it should okay. be Siamese fighting fish. They call it that so they can like sell it because it Ugh. sounds so like cool. And it, it, they call fighting fish because the males, two males can't be in the same tank. Yeah. Oh. And they uh, can't even yeah. have, you can't even put a mirror up to a male beta fish. They'll get, tank. they'll get. And then again, they get stressed out because they keep thinking that they're about to fight and it, it, it stresses them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole anything named Siamese is yes. is an offensive term yes. based on Orientalism. And yes. it, it has no place in any culture. No. And so when I Google freshwater fish aquarium species, that should not be the second listing. Yeah, that's the, the Wikipedia page for beta fish is the Siamese fighting fish page. Common. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's fucking weird and i just want to call it out as like i would like us as a society to come up with new names for animals that aren't based in uh colonialist practices anyway um yeah and asian cultures like they 
bear a heavy brunt of that. Like yes, they absolutely. constantly uh, have to deal with that type of uh, crap. So yeah, let's stop it, it. We don't need to have that anymore. So, okay. So now that I know that it is not a different fish, that's a beta fish. I apologize. I'm going to call it a beta fish from now on. But then I see something called like a kissing gourami. And I'm like, how is that a real name of a fish? And is that a fish well, that you could put um, in a yeah, yeah, yeah. Kissing. So gouramis are a family of fish that uh, actually are related to the beta because it's said that they're what they call a limbrant organ fish, where they can also they can actually breathe oxygen technically. Oh. And uh, yeah, and often that's why people put uh, beta uh, fish in tanks with no uh, with no filters. But that's this is a mistaken practice. Like they still need clean water. They still need to breathe in water. However, they can also breathe air if they have to, because sometimes they live in naturally live in muddier waters and the oxygen level ends up becoming low after a while. So they need to get oxygen directly from the surface. But so gouramis are actually from this family. The kissing gourami is this pink gourami that actually does this thing with its lips that looks like it's kissing. Yeah. And often um, when the males are fighting, they'll kind of grab hold of each other's lips and it looks like they're kissing, but they're not. They're actually fighting. Um, which is the same That's way adorable, I fight. adorable, though. Which is how I fight, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, but yeah. So it's actually, yeah, believe it or not, it's actually a real thing. And they're uh, they're real cute. Uh, they are real cute. Uh, I think my favorite fish name of the ones that I found is a fish called Jack Dempsey. I just like the idea oh. of a fish that's just a regular guy's name. So Jack Dempsey was a um, was a fighter was a fighter in the uh, 20s and 30s, all the way up to the 40s, I think. And he was just highly regarded. That And that Jack Dempsey is a cichlid, technically. The ones I was saying that are naturally very aggressive fish. Mm -hmm. And I've had that uh, uh, Jack Dempsey, and they are very aggressive. There's very few fish you could put in a tank with them because they want to beat everything's ass. Um, but they're really cute. They have these like funny-looking noses. They're really cute, and they're really yeah. aggressive. Yeah, they and they're very cut. They have like an iridescent, shimmery thing going on. Definitely, that's, yeah. Uh, very I'm, colorful yeah. and fun. Um, bluish, right? Like a darkish yeah, bluish, like a blue-green yeah, yeah. sort of situation. What do you think is the? So I've just been naming off some of the names that I found that I was like, "What? That's a name of a fish." What do you think are like the prettiest of the freshwater fish, Peter, that you could put in a tank? Whether or not they get along, all of them in a tank. Like, maybe you're not going to put them all in together, but the prettiest or the nicest looking of the fish. Since that I, seems I, to be a big thing that people are concerned about. Like, when you do Google searches, they're just very like, sure. you know, what are the Pretty coolest fish. fish or what are the prettiest fish? You know, nobody's asking for the most practical fish. They're not uh, like, who's the most responsible fish? That's right. not really on the top of people's minds. I mean, I've seen some beta fish that are literally breathtaking. Like, they look like flowers. They're just like, just beautiful. Um, angelfish are really beautiful. They're the ones that have those like streaming little things from them. Um, I, I think jewels, a type of cichlid called the jewel cichlid is beautiful. It's sort of like a rosy yellowish color. And it has these little spots on it that look like jewels. They're just beautiful. Like um, fish to me are just so beautiful in general. They just look so, no matter how dumb looking a fish is, it's still... <laughs> And like like how it looks like weird. You're like, look at this weird ass looking thing. It still has a, this elegance, this grace, the way it. The, sure, the way it's it got to move swims. in all that water, and it's uh, the way evolution has made it. I do. I mean, so much of I think. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm, and I may be very, very wrong, but my understanding is that. I mean, this is most animals, right? Most animals that look stupid are looking stupid as some sort of protective measure. 
like sure. they're kind of ugly or whatever because it's like right. yeah well then they look like rocks um and then they don't get eaten <laughs> so it makes sense right right right. but at the same time you do bring up a very valid point here which is a lot of fish look dumb steve thoughts dumb fish yes or yeah. no i mean i yeah. think it's just you know with their it, it's just like a blank expression kind of thing because they really don't have much to like do so they're just kind of like sitting there in water barely blinking maybe puckering their mouths a little bit like yeah it's just a dumb blank look on all fish's face i feel just you can't engage with them because unfortunately it's zero opinions on anything they're like yeah i don't know whatever they're like what do you think about this like i don't know whatever you know i'm uh i'm sick of it they're terrible guests on cable news because it's just like everybody else is shouting their opinions and they're just like i don't know I don't know. They're like, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but what they don't understand is when you choose to be indifferent, you've chosen the side of the uh, of the oppressor. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, but uh, for, first, first they came for the guppies, and I said nothing because I wasn't mm-hmm. a guppy. And then beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> then they came for the piranha. And there was no one to say the prana. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I just like fish are very, to me, fish and birds. I, I hear a lot of people saying that they don't like fish and they don't like birds. Like they think they're kind of gross. But to me, they're both really elegant in, in different ways. One, both do things we absolutely cannot do. Yeah. One swims in a way that we can never can. And another one flies and where we never can. And it's like, they're beautiful. Well, thank you very much, folks. Uh, <laughs> oh, he just disappeared. Uh, I will say as far as birds go, I don't know. I if, Okay, fish versus birds real quick. I feel like uh, I spent many years swimming. I've talked about that a lot on the pod. So I've always identified with fish uh, maybe a little bit more than identify with birds. I think what it is is birds just sort of freak me out because I know they're descended from dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And they're just and they like constantly left- say it. Yeah, they're just constantly screaming from trees. I'm from a dinosaur. Did you know this? And their bones are hollow and I don't understand. And it freaks me out. And I'm just like, the fact, it, you know, what part of it maybe is the fact that they can fly and I can't. Like, I can swim like a fish, you know, mm-hmm. not swim like a fish, but I, me and fish can both swim, even if I can't swim the way a fish swims. That said, I can't fly. And maybe it fr- maybe sounds I'm like. I yeah, jealous? I was about to say, are you being a little bit of a hater? Hmm? <laughs> no, but I, I, um, I wonder if two, one thing about freaks also freaks people about fish and birds is that they're expressionless, that you can mm. consider them kind of expressionless. Yeah, it's hard. You Like if you're animating, you'd have to like give them human features, you know, you have to give them bigger Definitely. eyes or a mouth that moves differently than like what they actually do versus fish are just sort of blinking at you or birds are just kind of. I mean, where it's kind of the head tilt going on or the way, you know, they might hop from thing to thing that gives them a little bit of personality, but. Right. Like it's weird. Cause like you look at gecko, like a gecko is a, like looks expressionless, but because of the way its eyes are, you kind of go like, Oh, I can, you have this, these features that are sort of like, I guess I wonder as, if as human beings, we're constantly trying to search for identifiable features yeah, uh, that humans you know, or something like that, and those are the animals we 
get along Absol- with the most or absolutely you know. that's like why with uh alien movies the more alien the less human like if you want your alien to be cute like et he's got big head and big eyes right he's got right. that weird neck and stuff and squat body but he still looks like he could be a weirdo human versus like the alien from alien which is like yeah completely freaky looking because it doesn't have as many uh human features so the more human features you take away and the more reptilian you make an alien on film, the more likely it is to read as like super creepy, scary alien. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely. Um, Steve, fish versus birds. Go. Oh, take them all out. <laughs> <laughs> like talk about just, you know, I mean, Birds are just, I, I find birds. To, did I tell you I had a bird in my room the other day? No. Oh, wow. it's awful. A bird. Um, so I have a new roommate moving in. Um, and uh, don't worry, the old roommate, he just found a place of his own. Great. Good for him. Um, and so the door was propped open. And like two hours later, my my cat's running around crazy in the living room and I walk into the living room and I get hit in the chest. I feel I, my first thought was somebody's broken into the apartment and threw a bean bag at me, <laughs> uh, but it was a bird. <laughs> and so I the open bird up for the bean bag. Yeah. The bird threw a bean bag at me. It was nuts. Um, they and just wanted just- to play. Uh, 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 oh God. What's the thing on the quad where it's just like people playing with a sack, uh, hacky sack. He, was, he wanted to hack around right. a little bit. He wanted yeah. to hack, hack around, around a little bit. Yeah, I get it. Um, and I opened all the windows and the screens to the windows, except there was one window. I hadn't gotten to the, the screen off yet. Of course, the bird hiding in the closet from the cat flies across the room to the one window that still has a screen, hits the screen so hard, it bounces back onto the floor where the cat pounces on it, at which point I'm just screaming, fruit snack, bird, ah, like whatever. I don't know what the neighbors think's going on, but it was a really traumatizing experience for me. And I really like just seeing that bird sitting at the at the foot of my bed, I was just like, this is disgusting. I have to burn all, I have to burn my sheets. This this disgusting bird. Um, and I kind of feel like fish are the birds of the ocean. I, that's not a new thought, I'm that, sure. But I mean, I don't know that you have to call that bird disgusting when you could just call them a dirty hippie that wanted that's to true. hack around. <laughs> you know, he was only eating bird. His granola eating bird comes in here. He doesn't have a place to stay, so he just wants to crash in my room. Says it's going to be for one night, but you know that's not true. Yeah, but also he's just bumming around here till he can, you know, get the bus fare to head to Berkeley. Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) I mean, I I wish you called the cops on that fucking bird. I know. I should have. But it, it got... And then I didn't know... Because I left the room, I had to go outside to get the last screen off. And then I'm wondering when I come back in, is the bird still here? Did it fly mm-hmm. out while I was gone? And there is, there's no, if you want a surefire way to just hate birds forever, spend two hours in your room unsure of whether there's a bird in there. <laughs> You'll never um, want to see another bird. I guess unless you have a bird in your room. Like if you have a pet bird, I guess that's different. You probably would want to see it. Unless you probably, forgot you had one. Probably. That's, unless you forgot. What would you say? Who who do you think is the perfect type of person to own a fish? If somebody's going, I want a pet or I want 
some sort of animal in my home, who are these kinds of fish best suited for? Uh, I think if you're like, hey, I want some life in my house, but I don't think I want a cat or a dog. I think a fish is nice because a fish is like this beautiful decoration that's also alive, but you, but it's not a decoration. It's alive. So it's like, you got to be prepared to really care for it. It's mm -hmm. enough. It's not enough to make them survive. You, they have to thrive, you know? So, and, and that's my philosophy with bringing any pet. I don't yes. want to bring a pet unless that this animal can thrive. Surviving yeah. is not enough. So, um, I would just say, yeah, fish, a fish tank is great for someone who is willing to put in the work that is required. There's, there's about, let's say, 10, 15 minutes a day of work required and about an hour of week work required. Most of the hard work you put in the beginning setting it up, and if you set it up right, then that's when the real sort of elbow grease has to be used. The rest of the time, it, it kind of runs itself if you're doing it right. But... Um, and it's just like, yeah, someone who really wants to care for these fish and like care for them, genuinely care for them and like, like uh, not just treat them as like fish, sort of just like really make it a pet. And um, yeah, I, I, I think you'll find that you'll grow attached to any living th thing that you're raising, that you're feeding. Um, I think that goes for anything, right? Like, so. Um, and a fish, I think it's just great, great, uh, pet for a busy person who like, let's say lives in an apartment or condo, whatever, like I do, and, um, is willing to put in the work that is required. Another thing that's beautiful about a fish tank, it's like you start this environment, but then nature takes over mm -hmm. and it, and it, that's a beautiful thing. It's like, it create, becomes its own ecosystem, um, its own life force. And that's a really cool, beautiful thing, especially people who have both live plants and fish in their tanks, it really becomes something special if you're willing to put in that work. Uh, I mean, at that point, you're really playing God. It reminds, uh, me of, it reminds me of Futurama when organisms start living on Bender and he kind of has to like take control and, you know, be their, be their God figure. Um, overwhelming for me, but, you know, more power to anyone I mean, who... I, 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 okay, I should have said this. I'm sorry. I should have said this in the beginning of the program. If you have a God complex, mm, don't get, don't I do. Get and I do. And I do. So it's going to make it worse. It's going to make it worse <laughs> because you're like, I created this. Now I can destroy it. No. Yeah. That's yeah. why you I have a cat. One cat. Nothing can, nothing can bring you back down to mere mortal status, like having one singular feline. Yeah. Uh, just run fast. the place. Mm -hmm. Just run you and, ragged with their, with yeah. their demands. A fish tank. I mean, come on. You guys know me. I'm going to go crazy with power. I'm going to go crazy with power <laughs> over that ecosystem. And that's what I'm worried about. Because if there's one thing I know about Steve, it's wanting to take on the responsibility yeah. of a great power. Exactly. <laughs> God, I'm I'm um, so hungry for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one last thing, which is, uh, you had said something earlier, Peter, about how fish can be surprisingly affectionate. And uh, as I was looking up, uh, super expensive fish, for example, the peppermint angelfish can go upwards of thirty thousand dollars per fish. Um, it's like a red orangey. It looks kind of like a clownfish. But I'm looking oh. at this guy, and I'm like, this little guy's got so much personality. Uh, he's, he's so cute looking and I wanted to ask what may, what examples or what makes you think that the, the fish that you've had were that affectionate and, or like how, how have you seen fish be affectionate towards you? 
Well, I, I guess I should like just first say that, like, I guess by affectionate, I mean physically interactive. Like, we have mm -hmm. no idea if they're actually their goal is to give me affection or to show that they care about me, or whatnot. But, like, for example, when I if I if I was to put my finger in the tank, the fish would come up. I would be able to sort of stroke their nose and they just stay there. I mean, they might it might. I don't know if they feel good for them or not. Or I don't know if they're waiting for food, whatever, but they're not scared of my touch as opposed to like, let's say if somebody else came and done it, they would, they would immediately hide. They wouldn't even, mm -hmm. they absolutely would not interact with that, with that hand. Now, um, you know, like if you go to, to like an aquarium store, like where they're constantly used to people coming up, it's a little bit different. They might, you know, fish are a little more interactive with everybody. But when you raise a fish yourself, like, and it's just like, you're pretty much the only person that interacts with them. Like, they kind of show you that, like, they understand you're their person. And I guess their version of sort of like affection is just allowing you to touch them without them running away, pretty much. That's nice, though. I mean, yeah, it is. It feels kind of good. It's like kind of cute in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. And how many humans do you know that like just run away from you when you try to touch them in the first place? Every human I know. <laughs> Most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every human I've ever met. Oh, no. Peter Manifest, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you thank know you that? so much? <laughs> <laughs> the saddest note possible to end on. Thank you so uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Uh, please follow me on Instagram at pbani, P-B-A-N-I. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Um, uh, I hope people, I hope if anybody got anything out of this is that, uh, fish are cool. And if you're willing to put in the work, there are, I was going to, I was going to think of something cute to go out with, but yeah, if you're willing to put in the work, uh, that's, it'll, it'll be fun. <laughs> Uh, uh, desperately what? wanted to make something rhyme, but I couldn't. Uh, I was thinking you could go something. I was thinking you'd take it somewhere like, hopefully I was able to school you on fish. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Boo. Uh, I would. Boo. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh -huh.